This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, y'all, to the question and answer session for uh, the black. To the black. Sorry. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't live with it. We can't with it. Last last February, I got I got shit on by by Fastcart for like he's like it's Black History Month, Paul. When are you going to bring bring black people on? And I was like, oh right, shit. <laughs> Uh, now, now I have three three black creators on, and and it's like, oh, you do this for Black History Month. It's like you all three have been on here before, except for Subliminal. <laughs> Don't give me you give me the raz there, Griffin. <laughs> no, that's uh, not it. pandering. Pandering, yeah, that's it. It's a, a signal, a virtue signaling. Yeah, yeah there yeah, you go. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's. Get started with the questions. These are all questions for um, from from the chat. If you missed the last uh, show we did or last last section we did, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, up there will be the link to the last one. Go watch that. We talked about uh, the ISC, the hover quad. We talked about the road to pyro, uh, all a bunch of stuff like that. So go check it out first and hit take a listen. Uh, especially if you're looking for a new ship, possibly if you're tr- just getting started in Star Citizen, just some some uh, discussions about what kind of ships you should be looking at. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be reading off questions from the chat right now, uh, to, to answer for the entire cast. And if you are in chat right now, feel free to ask more questions. The first question comes from Midnight Black SC, who asks, what's everyone's top pick and loadout for solo playing Xenothreat? Start with you, Space Tomato. You're playing Xenothreat alone. If you're playing, um, Xenothreat alone, what, what ship are you using? I've... Uh, I just, I've flown in with a Super Hornet every time, to be honest. I am not a, I'm not actually, I don't get to play the game as much as I'd like to. I'm mm-hmm. not really a pick a strategy and do it kind of thing. I generally just jump into every situation with whatever I have on the hand. So okay. <laughs> I don't really load out for it, but I've gen- I usually have just been going in with my Super Hornet. Sublonal. Hmm. <clears throat> um... I think that the servers usually have combat like down. Mm-hmm. That's not the reason you're going to lose a mission. In most cases, you're going to lose a mission because there aren't enough people delivering the packages. I, I, the the one I just did went to golf. I've never yeah. even seen that before. Um, MSR, okay, is really good at that. Um, oh, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> Hack. I got a hack for you guys. All right. This is going to be for the whales out there. Carrick. Ah. You can go in, put the Pisces in the hangar, uh, put all of the quantum sensitive stuff inside of the Pisces, and you can yes. jump with it. Yes. That's something we used to do with, uh, <laughs> with, yeah, uh, Hercules. Did it with the, uh, Argos. They were doing it. Yeah. You put it in the Argo <sighs> cargo and inside the, inside the, uh, uh, yep, that will work too. Yeah, inside of Hercules. I've had issues with the Argo, Argo cargo like bouncing around, um, and it caused damage to both ships. I wound up oh. losing losing it, but um, maybe I did something wrong. I don't know. 
probably server stability. Server stability has not been good with Xenothreat. It has been either like 60 FPS, smooth and butter, and everything's good, or 5 FPS, and everything is playing like it's uh, like a rubber band, you know, back and forth. <clears throat> so... Um, what do you think, Griffin? What, what, what is your choice for 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 yeah, solo playing? You know, solo playing is definitely subliminal hit it on the head. Most people love that MSR. They take it in, they get this stuff in, and get out. It's a good ship to do it in. Okay, um, I'd probably say the Cutlass because any of the Cutlasses are uh, beefy enough to fight if you need to fight, but they also have a mm-hmm. nice big cargo cargo hold, and they're small, so it's yep. easier to slip into that area and just kind of mm-hmm. load everything up. You don't Here's a really good one. Go I got one more. Hold on. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm giving three here. All it's right? okay. The hammerhead. Yeah. So you load up a hammerhead. Oh, but you're talking about solo. I'm sorry. Yeah. Multi crew. <laughs> right. Multi crew for you sure. You load up a hammerhead. You leave one person in. The pilot could get out and have three people offload everything through the front porthole. Yep. So you just fly the hammerhead right up to the deal. Load it up. You got a guy on the turret. You don't even need to have anybody else in the in in the area. The hammerhead can tank everything, and that turret guy could take it out. That's a, those are my, my three favorite ships, I think. That's, that's, that's a strategy I've used a lot with the, uh, with the hammerhead is using the front um, airlock area and just having one person in the top turret who's just defending it because you're just going to get melted. Any, any NPCs coming near you with that turret is just going to melt in seconds with the just amount of firepower you can hit with that thing. Even like a, a, a Vanguard is going to die in, in just one sustained burst of that thing, so... All right. Next question comes from Zombie Bat, who asks, uh, "What are we talking about tonight?" We just talked about it. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, Ionic Gecko asks, "What are everyone's thoughts on the work shown on the Banu Merchantman thus far?" Start with you, Griff. Well, yeah, it's another one of those Gib situations. Everybody, a lot of people have been anticipating that ship. It's one of the older concept ships that we've been waiting on for a while. The stuff they showed the other day was, was interesting. It's what white box, um, you know, they talked about moving some things around in the engineering section. Um, I'm really curious to see how that ship's going to turn out. Uh, they've kind of modified the direction that they've gone with the banner from that organic, that alien organic look to a, a different style. And um, I'm really curious to see, from what they showed us on the exterior, how the interior is going to reflect it. Because they talked about holographic displays and a whole bunch of other stuff. There's a brig on that ship. There's this, this, um, not a sanctuary, but there's some sacred area on this ship. I thought it was very cool what they showed about the turret section on the ship. They're putting a lot into that particular ship, and it'll be interesting to see how much of that reflects the whole Banu culture thing and any other Banu ships that come later, too. So I'm I'm curious to see how it's going to go. It's a, it's a big ship, that's for sure. Uh, Spillinal, your thoughts on it? Um, <clears throat> I'm not really a big fan of the really big ships. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm not all that, I don't know. It, it, the Banu Def- uh, Merchantman doesn't really do it all that much for me. The Banu Defender is a really good ship, uh, this patch, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's not really not really my my thing. I'm I, I'm gonna own one. It seems like a really good value. Um, you think, do you think it's a good what value? I bought it for? You think it's gonna be a good value for like a combat operations? Because I know it uh, it uh um it does have that 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 front turret, right? Maybe, possibly, yeah. Um, okay. but it's gonna be big though. It's gotta be. It's gonna be one of the slowest ships in the game. It's gotta be right. 
Let me can I ask the Lord. Can I ask the Lord King a question, subliminal, sure. real quick? The lore on that ship is that, if I'm remembering correctly, is that the Banu merchantmen were basically the fleet ships for when the Banu went to war. So are they still going to maintain that? Because they haven't really talked about it from a, a offensive defensive, you know, thing. It's been really about the trade dynamic. But is it still going to be formidable in the sense of, like you said, if it were to get into battle? Yeah, I know I mean, the. It's designed to be. I mean, it's got like size eights on it. Yeah. Like yeah. neutron guns or something like right, that. Yeah. Right. It's got twin size eight neutron cannons or distortion <laughs> cannons. Um, it, it's it's effectively just the Banu's version of a capital ship. But because the Banu don't actually fight wars, it's more of a, this needs to be able to kill everything it sees, but also trade. So, right. And it's got that front. Um, uh, also got to make some money. Uh, yes, it's got to make some money. It also has that front uh, uh, hangar bay that can hold the, yeah. hold the, uh, the, the, the ship well, in so. it. Yeah. The Cerebro That's, turret, yeah. Yeah, I would think it was going to be able to defend itself fairly well because obviously you, you, your trade, what you're carrying inside is valuable. So yeah. I, I, I was just kind of curious from Subliminal's point in the sense of battle war type of thing, you know, how it's how it yeah. would be. It's more of a, it's more of a, like a, a modified merchant vessel. It's a merchant vessel. It's designed to, to do combat or not designed to do combat to, to, to design to defend itself. Defend itself. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't know how you justify a tachyon. Apparently it's a tachyon <laughs> singe guns. Uh, uh, basically a point click die gun. Yeah. It, yeah. If it was anything like the original tachyons, it's going to be like you point at it and then it's, it's mm-hmm. hit scans. So it's just, don't interrupt the business. Yeah, (laughs) what they're trying to say, like, wait. Uh, All right, Uh, Space Mano, your thoughts uh, on the um, thoughts shown on the Banner Merchantman thus far? Um, From the last Inside Star Citizen, I was watching it and I realized that it was like the it's the first. Yeah, it's the first alien ship with an actual like real interior. The Defender has a small interior, which they did a lot with, but like. This is the first time we get to see how an alien handles like stairs and well, I guess there's stairs on the Defender, but like larger staircase structures, architecture, like all this stuff. And I realized they're going crazy with it. Like Griff said, like they're putting so much work into this ship and you almost wonder, like, is it going to be worth it? I mean, yeah, it's a cool ship and it does the trading and it has the big gun. But like, how much is this ship going to be used because they're putting a lot of effort into it. So it'll be interesting as they get closer to launch and they start to tell us about maybe some of the functionality of the ship, because as of right now, it's just a very, very beautiful art piece, but it does look impressive. And having that sort of alien interior to kind of, now we have a baseline to expect from Gion ships in the future and more Tavaran ships. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's exciting. It's very cool in the art aspect. But yeah. I'm still the, the jury's out on, you know, what does this ship actually mean for the game? Uh, I'll tell you exactly what my thoughts on the Merchantman. It's about damn time it's done or it's getting close <laughs> to being done. I'm, I'm one of the original like backers for it. I, I, I could wait longer. I don't really care because it's like a lot of its gameplay isn't in the game yet. But it's it's one of those things where it's it's very much a required uh it just a checklist getting it off the list getting it done is a good thing just like the carrick and the hercules were getting them done getting them off the list even though if they're not fully in there uh it'll be nice and people who've been waiting for that ship will get to have their ship so um 
I'm okay with it. It looks good. Uh, I'd like to see more about what it actually can do because right now it's a lot of it is just, it's a trading ship. We got a lot of those already. So, uh, all right. Gin and tonic. Um, okay. Uh, no one has mentioned the Reliant as a starter. Why not? Um, well, <laughs> I, I can, I can explain why not because the Reliant is, is dog doo doo. It is very bad <laughs> for what it does. Um, there are some potential future <laughs> capabilities. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> it's it is it is hot garbage, um, but not in the same kind of hot garbage as as the Redeemer. It's in hot garbage in the sense that it is <laughs> it is it is not very well designed. Uh, but Jeez. it is cool. Paul's uh, just shooting, just <laughs> shooting off in random directions right now. <laughs> I mean. I like it because it's stupid and it, the slap fights with it are great when you could run at people and then just like turn off the, the landing gear and turn it on. So it, like landing mode. So it just it literally just doing this <laughs> and you can like charge at each other and just kind of try to slap each other with the, with the, with the wings. The problem, the fundamental problem though with it is it's, it's wing goes, you're done. You, you get any kind yeah. of damage to that wing and you just, you're un, you cannot control the ship. It's like the Vanguard with its engines. You hit an en- a Vanguard's engines. It becomes dang near impossible to, to control it because it just loses so much of its talent. The talent, yeah. Rip, rip the talent. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on. Well, what do you think? Why, why did y'all not mention the, the Reliant? Because I was the one who actually mentioned the Reliant. The only thing that Reliant really has, in my opinion, as a starter ship is just like some of the unique things it does, like the, the filming. But that's not, you know, that's not the base Reliant. Like the Reliant's a, cool ship and it's unique but it i don't it doesn't stand out for any reason to me yeah the core is supposed to be that starter cargo thing um i've never seen anybody using it even to haul one box the sin i do believe has great potential though uh as a ship to be a scout for exploration for people who are going to be into science things of that nature um um it has a scanning package on it it could do some you know if you've got an endeavor or odyssey up in orbit it can come down and do some scanning or even do it in space for if you're looking for trying to scan for um quantanium or something like that i think it'll be great for that and doing experiments but again it's another one of those gameplay mechanics that's not there yet we don't know what science is looking like what exploration is looking like so and of course the mako with the news van thing you know we we keep hearing about it but you know nothing's there yet to use that so I'd like to point out that he pronounced it Corey. Uh, mm-hmm. I call it the Corey. I don't know what you're talking about. It's the Corey. It's the, it's the, it's the Reliant Corey. CIG officially calls it the Corey. Yes. <laughs> Hyphen on emphasis yep. on the end. That's, that's, that, sound, that sounds names, like though. that sounds like some 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 really posh like, like, like upper middle class kid. His oh, name yeah. is Corey. It's like it's Corey. Corey. No, no, it's pronounced <laughs> Corey. No, 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 no. Corey. Excuse me, no. I came to school in a tie. My name is Corey. Yeah, it's 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 like you know I've uh, I've had you know kids who come into school and it's like oh this is uh, it's Corey and it's like no it's Corey just call me Corey no one calls me Corey please <laughs> Corey for short your your mom was a hippie okay we will move on. Um, <laughs> Uh, do, do we want to hear Subliminal's rant about why the uh, the, the the Reliance is not a good ship? <laughs> Have at it, Hoss. Um, the only good thing it has for it is the six size, the six size two weapons. Um, 
that's that's oh the cargo space i guess like i said i think it's it could be an okay starter i'd rather have a titan but i like size and maneuverability better and that broadside is really bad mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's slow uh flies terrible in atmosphere runs out of fuel the atmospheric flight with bounties now is really important because you go where's lord holy man <laughs> he's probably trapped in the back of his reliant because he accidentally bedlocked um, <laughs> um but yeah I, I i do have a disdain for it i i don't really like the way it looks i think the idea of it doing the rotation thing is cool but i i yeah it's one of my least favorite ships that people like if that makes sense Did this I, ship I, hurt you when you first started playing <laughs> uh, it, it is no man it, it the people, it's the people who like it. The Reliant <laughs> Cult, they're, they're, oh my God, like they just won't take its trash for an answer. Uh, it is what it is, man. I, you know what, can I, I will throw in something to what Subliminal is saying. I am curious about, you know, we keep hearing all this lore about how this Giantech with Misk is supposed to exist and we don't see it. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. the other problem too. If there was something that stood out with that ship that reflected that, you might be willing to say, "Hey, I'll buy that for a dollar." But whether it's the Starfire, I don't care which ship it is, any of the Miss ships, we we still haven't completely figured. Other than I don't think it's just aesthetic design, but what makes that merger or that that working together with Geons make those ships stand out? And we have yet to see really what that is. So yeah, you know, they. they- only took the articulation in the engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I think that's, yeah. I think it, it, it would be better if it was a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. Same yeah. with their other ships too, like you said. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of to see the, the freelancer return to its ridiculous engine turns that it originally <sighs> had. Mm. But, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. A lot um, of people wanted that. But then, but then the the cutlas had that in the early, and then does anyone remember the the the, the greased up pig, commercial, the, the, the greased up pig on ice wonk of that was the, <laughs> the cutlass? That was the yeah. way it was described. The best way it was ever described is it's like trying to fly. The ship is like a greased up pig sliding on ice. It's it's how it's trying to fly, <laughs> fly that thing. And when you looked but at it in did. third person, the engines were just like. the weird thing is that they did at least do it with the prospector so even if it was just rotation and the odyssey even has the the vtol engines yeah i'm just surprised they didn't like you said go back with that with the with it but they they put a wing configuration on it that makes it virtually impossible i mean they could do it but you know i mean they could still do it like they they even returned it back with like vtol for the cutlass the cutlass still has the vtol but now it's no longer this just wonky thing so Mm. hopefully when they if it gets like a gold standard pass we'll see it return to some sort of articulation for that for a little bit more so all right um what about okay and some some asked about what about pisces and startership we already talked about that though so watch the other video um what about castra and magnus as um castra or magnus in the system mm. after pyro or nix so that's my big theory is castra um is going to come after nix just because castra has two two planets a gas giant and a habitable world. And the habitable world is got one landing zone, which is a former military base called Sherman. And if you look at CIG's assets, Sherman has the most art done of it, of any other um, landing zone in outside of Stanton. There's like four or five bits of, 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 of Sherman and it's in the mountains. It's got this boreal forest around it. Uh, 
it's supposed to be like amongst like the clouds are around it. And it's this former really remote military outpost, which has been kind of converted for civilian use. So it's, it's got kind of a different aesthetic than what we've seen with Stanton and what we'll see with Pyro and Nyx. And it's still kind of UEE aligned, so it's still a little bit good, but it's that, that frontier vibe because it's on the edge of space sort of thing. So that's my, my pitch for it. I don't think we'll get Magnus until, because Magnus would just be Hurston, but Detroit, you know. <laughs> that's such a good description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I never thought of that. What do y'all think? Do you think we, we might see Magnus or Castra? Personally? Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it so, real. Yeah. Keep it yeah, real. Soul, Terra, I know from like yeah. other sci-fi stuff and I know about Nyx and Pyro. <laughs> Everything else, Odin, I, I saw that on a map somewhere. Yeah. That sounds about right. Squadron. Uh, Orion sounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Out of all the hundred and something <laughs> systems we're supposed to get. <laughs> Focusing on Stanton. That's okay. I could see I could see Castra happening. I would want Magnus to happen, but I guess they'd have to really focus on the landing zone for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that the landing zone for Castra, while it's a military base, wouldn't have a giant hero location like the Drake headquarters would be. So yeah. maybe Magnus would be more difficult. But yeah, one of those two, either Castra or Magnus. I still think Terra is pretty high up there in the running. I know it's a complicated uh system, mm-hmm. a big one. But it makes a lot of sense to try and get it in early to to get us a proper uh, lawful system. They've already shown us some of the assets for it more than a year ago. And, you know, that was like one of the first things they were demoing way back 10 years ago. Anyways, I know everything's changed since then, but they clearly they have aspirations for Terra. So I think it's in the running, maybe not third, but possibly fourth. What do you think, Griff? Terra is the only thing that I could think about I, because we have seen assets. I mean, one of the first systems back when Chris was doing the first demos or demonstrations, he put something together of Terra. It was real rough, of course, but uh, I just think that because of the detailing of it, and they've talked about it before, that that would be something that would come up. I don't know about Castro. Yeah, I don't know about the other Magnus. I'm, I don't know if I'm familiar with them, but Castro, you're right. I think there is a possibility for that, at least. There is. A, that's. A, I didn't think about it, but you're right. Okay. All right. Yeah, so it's it's a popular theory of mine that Castro is next because it's such an easy win. It's just we we another gas giant. We've done gas giants, you know, mm-hmm. another terrestrial planet with some with some trees. We got that, and it's like this tiny it's little fair, outpost, yeah. and that's it. So it's like, yeah, yeah. take the wins when you get them, you know. And it's got connections to Nix and Pyro, so it's got a jump point to both. Mm. So it's like the perfect kind of little triangular uh, system there. It does make sense. Um. Death Trooper asks, do you think there's a need for more fleet carriers? I'll ask you this because you're the combat pilot. Um, For more than the, um, the the Liberator? I think the Liberator is the only one we have that's any kind of a carrier. Yeah. I, guess the, I guess the Idris also carries uh, multiple ships, but... I mean, I, I kind of feel like the Liberator filled all the holes for that. Um. Or yeah, the, the I, I Kraken. I, we also have the Kraken. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're talking about concept ships, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think kind of, you got the Kraken, you got, I guess maybe, is there no middle ground? Is that what maybe where he's going with it? I guess yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd like to see something in the middle. Who would make it? And uh, Anvil. Just, Anvil. They, they're well, still An- saying that Anvil hasn't put out anything large scale. 
there's the liberator. Well, well, the, liber- the liberator, I think, is the one. The, the liberator is made by Anvil. And yeah. that's like on the lower end, if I'm right. if I recall correctly. Uh, yeah, but I mean, something I mean, like in the between cap. there would be cool. I mean, do you think they'll do oh. an anvil cap? Oh, an yeah. anvil cap? Oh, yeah, they need to do an anvil cap. <laughs> yeah, I would like. I would like to see that. I could. I could. That see, would be pretty cool. I could see something like Crusader or um, RSI doing a, a mid-range fleet carrier, especially since we don't have a lot of RSI. It's weird because it's like named after the founder of the company, but like. <laughs> How many RSI ships do we have? We've got the Aurora, the Connie, the Scorpius, which is coming out soon, the Mantis, which everyone forgets about, um, the uh, Apollo, which still isn't out yet, and that's about it. There's five Polaris. ships. Oh, the Polaris. There's six. And I, can, I guess technically the... Um, the the, <laughs> the Bangle. The Bangle and the... Um, uh, gosh, what's it called? Not the Perseus. The Perseus. Yeah. The Perseus is technically RSI. Um, so it's, it's like six or seven, but, you know, it feels like very few ships in comparison to, say, like Aegis, which is just every other ship is an Aegis ship. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, all right. Uh, what, do you, what do you think, Space Tomato? Do you think we should do more fleet carriers? I mean, I, I, yeah, what Subliminal was getting at, having something in the middle range there would be cool. Does does Argo do big ships? Yeah. I know mm-hmm. most of their ships are industrial, transportation related. Seems like it could fit in Argo's category, but it's a little military in application, I guess. Yeah. The designing mean, which is cool. I could, I could see it because, you know, a, a military Argo ship in the sense that it's just a cargo ship, you know, like a... Yeah, just, yeah, just cargo transport. Just taking places from point A to point B, not doing any combat flights, but. Uh, RSI is definitely a military company. <laughs> I don't know who, who told you that RSI is in a military company, but the Bengal is definitely <laughs> a <Bangle>? military ship. <laughs> yeah. It's a big old military ship. The Perseus has some big guns on it, and the Polaris is nothing but torpedoes. So I think I think it has some. Scorpius is very military as well, so yeah. Um. What do you think, uh, Griff? Do you think there's uh, space for more fleet carriers? It could be. I mean, like you said, there are some other ships in the game that have hangars that do some carrier work, but uh, the Liberator is probably the closest thing that we've got right now um, as far as military, you know? So, I don't know. CIG could do it, but CIG kind of freaks me out because every once in a while they come up with something that I wasn't thinking about and it's like, oh, wow, that is actually cool. So whether they'll do another carrier, I don't know if that's going to be anytime soon. All right. So Buster the Destroyer asks, have you ever injured yourself in real life while playing Star Citizen? I've fallen out of my chair. I almost fell out of the chair, yeah. My chair chair wheel came off and I just collapsed. (laughs) I've I've fallen backwards out of my chair in an accident before with while playing Star Citizen, but at the same time, Buster, is this is this a story you need to tell? Did you hurt yourself <laughs> playing the game? Brought on by personal experience. Yeah. Um. Have you ever hurt yourself supplemental playing Star Citizen? Uh, no. I'm surprised <laughs> I haven't. Um, I haven't hit anything and hurt my hand at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking maybe I maybe once jam my joystick into something, but no. No, I think I'm good. Subliminal, you are known for dining and gaming. Have you ever burned anything up by accident? Like, well, <laughs> no. That's it? No. Okay. okay. Not yet. I have chat. Keep me in check. Hey, chat. You know, cool. and if it wasn't for Google being able to set an alarm on there, oh, I'd be dead. 
Uh, all right. Next question comes from Orpheus, who asks, Squadron 42, when? We don't answer when questions here. So, Pat, next question. So, so, so the, the answer to this is, is um, every time you ask a Squadron 42 when questions, Chris Roberts personally delays the game by another two weeks. <laughs> he finds um, another feature. And, and all of four of us, we've played Squadron 42 because we're special content creators and we've all had access to it. <laughs> You we've been don't paid get to it. play it actually. We, yeah, it's we get paid too. to play it. Yeah, that's, that's we yeah, get we get yeah. we get paid that's millions money. of dollars to do this. That's that's why we're we're here. We're, we're we're you know. So so the answer is um no. Never. You've, you've, the game is canceled. <laughs> <Just> no. It's good for to do when no. Uh, I, I said that I said we're going to take the piss out of that question, but because um, the serious answer is none of us know. <laughs> I don't even know if CIG knows. So uh, Sand Groper asks, how much fuel could a fuel truck truck if a fuel truck could truck fuel? If we had a fuel truck in the game, we'd answer that question. Probably a good truck load. At least a fuel truck will load. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it makes sense. All right. R. John seven asks, uh, do you expect the fuel prices to drastically increase in relation to refueling coming in three seventeen, allegedly? Hmm. Wait, I'm sorry. Say that again. I, yeah. I just blacked out. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> do you expect, do you expect fuel prices to drastically increase in relation to refueling coming in in 317? Hmm. Is that allegedly? So like, we don't know if, if it actually is coming in yet or not, but yeah, I, I kind of think that it's going to be a race to the bottom, to be honest, mm-hmm. because we're going to be so excited to try refueling. We're going to offer the lowest prices to get people to come to us. So at first I think it'll be like, everybody's just giving fuel cheap as long as they can give it. But maybe after a little while, I, definitely in pyro, Pyro, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think I think when Pyro comes out, that's when that gameplay loop will actually become something. Otherwise, yep. they are gonna remove the fuel scoops though from a lot of the ships. That, so that's mm. important. Mm. <clears throat> that people I don't think understand. Um, but yeah, Pyro for sure is gonna be what's gonna make that worth it at that point. Griff, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I agree with these guys. Risk versus reward with Pyro. You know, it's got to be worth it to drop off fuel somewhere. And uh, there are going to be plenty of people who, I, I don't know, you know, this, I don't think a lot of players know how big Pyro is. It's really, really big and uh, the need for having fuel. But the other side of the coin is, is that, you know, who are you calling for fuel? I mean, are you going to spend more time calling people that you know? I guess if you're not in an org or maybe you're in a small org, you may have to rely on strangers to deliver your fuel. I'm in test. So, you know, there's a lot of us and there's probably somebody I could call and have, you know, trustworthiness of bringing me fuel and bringing it to me at a decent rate. But if you're, if a stranger is coming up to you and you're stuck somewhere, you know, it's going to be a factor, but uh, I don't know if the, if it's going to be some great increase in pricing. Uh, the, the biggest risk with with relying on test for fuel is that you could also be filling up your ship with beer. So with beer, um, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they bring water and forget. Yeah. Oh, we thought you wanted water. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think they'll mess with fuel. Uh, I think they'll mess with fuel eventually, but I don't think they'll do it until it's pyro. I think I think they'll wait for it because they know that people will have will will be like tickled enough by the the uniqueness of a new gameplay mechanic that they'll just just do it anyways for fun to see if it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And there are some people who legitimately will will just go, hey, now I can rely on other people to, to refuel me. I can stay out and bounty hunt a little bit longer because my ship is going to eat more. I'm going to take that extra that extra jump that extra for that extra mission that I got to do real quickly. So I, I don't have to worry about it and call someone to get, get fuel on me. So, but it's really, yeah, somebody... go ahead. Go ahead um, I was just going to say that actually sounds pretty cool. I, I think that might be something I'll purposefully do is run low on fuel while bounty hunting just to experience the gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. It could be cool. If somebody just decided to hang out around like Ariel or Aberdeen or like one of the moons where you get a lot of bounty missions with a starfare and just be like, Hey, I'm in, I'm here posting chat. If anybody needs it, just let me know. Yeah. Come on down to Bob's moon where we have the last fuel stop here <laughs> at, at Stanton. Uh, Big, the biggest, uh, uh, ball of yarn and this, this side of, uh, Terra or whatever, you know, <laughs> Frank's Fuel Emporium. Yeah. That's, that's all I can think of is, is those, those shady, like, like in the middle of nowhere, America, like, <laughs> like deep deserts of Arizona, where it's like the last fuel from like four mi- uh, 40 miles. It's like also has the biggest boot in, in, in the world next to it sort of thing, trying to get people to show up. <laughs> got, got an attached like Arby's. Yeah, not even like McDonald's. It's like, it's like, like something that you, you, you see like every... F- you know, once per it's the worst town. place to get fuel. Yeah. Del, Del Nar says if they really want to uh, test fueling, that they'll be removing it from the outpost. They are removing locations for fuel, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. That's not what I heard. They will be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you probably won't be able to refuel at uh, like outposts anymore. Uh, yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. just, just stations. It'd be um, nice if they could, if the Starfarer could take fuel to those, if they mm-hmm. run out, that'd be yeah. dope. Yeah. yeah, there's a mission right there. Yeah. Well, if they go back to the uh, the old, um, what was the facility called? Cryastros. Yeah. If, if maybe there'd be missions where you pick up fuel and deliver it there, vice versa, or deliver from yeah. those stations that would, because they could easily put the Cryastros back in. That would have been the perfect cherry on top to add mm-hmm. with, with the mechanic. I think I think that's something they want to do in the future, but it's I think that also is quantum yeah. based. So I think it's one of those things where they're just like waiting for that back end to be finished. Yeah. All right. This is definitely a weird buster question. Uh, if you're in space, do you think Chris Roberts can hear you complain about the tang? <laughs> buster, blink twice if you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Do we do we need to call the cops? Is is something wrong? Uh, yeah, she, she's sending us some messages. We better check on her. <laughs> tang, tang as the in, astronauts drink yeah, the tang. Yes. Yeah, we know what it is. We know. At least at least us old guys know what it is. I'm oh, I remember Tang guys, with the commercials tang. and the monkeys and yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Somebody said Wu Tang. <laughs> I don't think that's a. It was a reference to Tang Raven, but um, all right. I'm just gonna skip this one because that's also nothing to do with anything. Um, tang, tang Tang just said contact. Um, <laughs> if you didn't see that 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 oh who who was that? There's another content creator post a clip of him at Xenothreat, which is like every five seconds contact 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 mm-hmm. contact contact contact. That's how it be? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Sub- Stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Black Sheep Aries asks, 
Uh, under 100 throws out the best mid-sized sh- uh, uh, priced ship, the Freelancer base. Would you recommend it also? No. I love the Freelancer. I love it to death. The entire range is fantastic. It is not a ship I would suggest buying early on. It's a ship I would suggest working your way up to in-game. But I don't think it has enough flexibility for it to be a good starter ship. Because that thing handles like a bus. It is just not a very easy thing to fly. Uh, the Cutlass is great. It's it's a bastard, but it's great. Like, But the, uh, the Freelancer is very much a cargo ship that also happens to have guns on it. Uh, especially with the miss. It just happens to have more missiles on it. So... Um, what do y'all think? Why, why, why wouldn't you suggest the freelancer? Because none of you suggested the freelancer. I think really as a starter, the, the same reason as you. But yeah, but not a, yeah, not as a starter. I think he's talking about a starter. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. No, it's too big yeah. for to be a starter. I mean, even a cutlass isn't really something I'd say for a starter. That's something to move up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's it's actually a entry level multi cruise ship as far as I'm concerned. You know, you can't you you know. Yeah, you can fly. We say this about any ship. You can fly any ship out there on your own. But are you maximizing the design of it? And the ship's got turrets. It's got a co-pilot seat. It's got two other scanning positions. And, you know, you're not really going to be utilizing all that bang for your buck. So I'd go with something a little smaller first. Right. Or save uh, up for the max. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're going to cargo haul it. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. not buy the max? Yeah, that's if you're, good. Yeah, the max is good. Yeah. If you're an explorer, why not just save it for the Durer? If you want to just shoot missiles and for, mm-hmm. you like the Freelancer, why just not get the the, the miss, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, Gilmere asks, what do you guys think about the PvP aspect of Star Citizen? That's a real broad question. What do you, yeah. think, what do yeah. you think about the uh, PvP aspect? It's, it's good. It exists. Uh, there is you mean, it you mean griefing <laughs> um, no. the comments oh, the comments are now going to be filled with I'm, everybody knows I'm joking if you follow <laughs> my, my channel um, I think I think Jumptown was a lot of fun if you guys don't know I actually solidified like playing this game a lot because of the original Jumptown um I I could guarantee you if it had never existed, I wouldn't be here right now today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really PvP anymore. But I had a lot of fun uh, during Jump Town, this, this most recent deal. And if they keep giving us events, if they give us a reason to PvP during Xenothreat and Ninetales, we'll come up with more uh, events that are maybe more PvP, PvP focused. Maybe, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that would be great. I think um, I think it's going to be good once they get rid of the some of the network issues that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's fine. As, as far as gameplay goes, for me, um, I'm not a big PvPer. I will when it's necessary, but it's not my thing per se. What I do, I came out of Eve, and as you mm-hmm. guys know, Eve is just always watching your back like 24 seven. And you, you know, if you want to do something, you're going to have to PVP to do whatever it is you want. If you want to mine, you got to PVP. If you want to trade, you got to PVP. I like the fact that star citizen keeps me on my toes wherever I go. If I run past tomato, he might shoot me. Then again, he might be 
dude, I'm trying to get where I'm going. Whoa, you know man, I'm mean? not going to shoot you. Don't put Look, that on me. <laughs> Come on now. No, I mean, I like that. I like the fact that it's 50-50. You know what I mean? That it could go either way. I don't want it to be so innocent that, you know, I run past you and I never have to worry about anything. But I also mm-hmm. don't want it to be where I've got to be drawing my gun every time I see somebody. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I like the fact that there's just enough of it there to make it dangerous challenging but at the same time there's a good possibility i can accomplish what i need to do um so for me i I, i'm hoping they can keep that balance in the game that pvp is always there to keep the challenge but not so overwhelming that if i just want to look at the stars for five minutes i gotta not worry about getting shot in the back of the head you know yeah what do you think i've got a lot to say about pvp actually weirdly Uh, some to go off of what griff was just saying that you that you this shoot first and ask questions later. Is that what you're saying? Is it Griff just added you as a, as a, as a psychopathic murderer? Griff's trying to make me look like a crazy uh. person. <laughs> this, ahead, this is this is just off the top of my head here, so this might not be a good idea. But the idea of like running into somebody and knowing whether or not they're going to shoot you seems like it's becoming harder and harder in this game. When I f- I felt like it should have been easier and easier, and maybe the law system isn't you know it's not quite there yet to be able to let us feel more comfortable around people but i'm almost feeling like there should be some sort of a augmented reality system that allows us to know what somebody is doing whether their weapons are armed whether Mm. they have a weapon out or something whether maybe they're they're uh on alert with the local security like it, it just feels like i look at everybody and i have no idea who i'm looking at and that kind of brings a level of anxiety especially as we get more into the game when you can lose a lot more risk from somebody who's just like you know just don't care and they'll pad ram you or something so in that sense i kind of i do hope that we can get a better chance of of seeing what you're uh, what you were saying griff but another thing i was actually just talking on my own show yesterday with avenger one and we were talking about the idea that pvp is kind of it feels like it's something or at least combat something that cig should be teaching a baseline to every single player Because like, if you go out and you're mining, and you're on your own, you might not want anything to do with PvP or combat or anything, but you're gonna have to know how to at at the very least evade, you have Mm -hmm. to know how to get away from people. It's not that you need to be forced into a battle. But like, there has to be some basic level in Star Citizens that everybody is ready for PvP if it does happen. It's gotta it's gotta linger, always. Yeah. Like PVP has always got to be there. And if I'm, mm-hmm. I, I think we're, we're not quite there yet, but I think we'll soon see when you're in like stand and it's like, eh, I see another player. It's eh, he's just there. Yeah. But like in pyro, it's like, I see another player. I'm like, oh, you're I'm about alert. to die. Yeah. Or, or, things are about to go off because <laughs> right, I just saw right, another player right. and I'm in pyro <clears throat> where there right. are no consequences. So, mm-hmm. um, I think, I think the biggest issue with PVP right now has to do things like, from a PVP side of things, I don't do a lot of PVP, but mm-hmm. I do know a lot of people who do. And the, one of the biggest frustrations is the alt that foring people just mm-hmm. logging out and then just immediately yeah. disappearing. There's no consequences to it or uh, and no way of, of preventing players from running. Uh, and, and I want to make the context for this because I've heard, I've talked about this before and people got upset about it, which is no PVP or wants it to make it impossible for you to run. PVPers most likely want to have it be difficult for players to escape them rather than having no skill, just turn on your quantum and jump 
or just turn turn on your boosters and go, and then no one can catch you. There's like there's very little that they can do to stop you if you just turn on your boosters and run. There should be some sort of skill involved in getting away from somebody who knows what they're doing, and it just isn't. It's just like engines go burr, you know, and you're you're done. Um, so like there's some things that from a PvP side it needs to improve, but I think as a as an overall aspect, I think it's an important part of the game. And I think CIG knows that and CIG wants to do that. Just more active players in interacting with one another, be it murdering one another or helping one another or just passing as ships in the night. It's kind of thing. So. All right. Next question comes from Kazi who asks, is there any reason they made ground vehicles like the hover bikes detectable to AA guns? Is there something I'm missing about how silly that is? Like uh, the turrets? Yeah. I don't think it can shoot a, a hover bike. Kazi said earlier that he that he experienced that that the the turrets were shooting hover bikes. Really? Yeah. Well, they're flying. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's kind of crazy though. Oh, maybe there's like a certain height that maybe when you're up a certain a certain height. And you hit a jump or something, you're fine. Wow. Try going lower. Yeah, that'd be yeah. interesting to test. Yeah. Yeah. See how if it's the height thing, you're right, it could be. Mm. So it's like blocks to bikes mm. and ships. Everybody yeah. says, yeah, they do shoot you. Okay. Uh, they shoot you no matter what. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think the honest answer is that they want turrets to be able to shoot everything including things on the ground eventually, but because it's technically a ship, because it can also fly in space. I think that's the reason why it's able to do that. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So detecting it is. Yeah. Um, but I also think that stealth needs to come back like kind of what we oh, had yeah. before where like you could basically be invisible if you turned your, your signatures down because a quad bike should be practically invisible. Even mm-hmm. if it's got hovering, it's just so small compared to everything around it. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, that it's it's definitely I don't think it's silly. I think it makes sense. I just it's silly that it's only that and not like the tonk, the Nova. <laughs> yeah, like, the Nova should definitely be shot at by AA guns because <laughs> it's if it can go down. So, uh, all right, DW. Okay, that's just that's just no, that's just two <laughs> two upwards arrows. So I don't even know what they're asking. Um, Hey, it's Nick asks, what do you think we will see in future events? Would you like to see, uh, okay. What would you like to see for future events? Would you like to be, would like to see added to the game? Like jump town and Xenothreat? I think Nick is asking, what would you like to see for future events? Any suggestions? I'll jump in about the jump town piece. Sure. I'm hoping that they expand jump town so that it becomes much more, multiple locations and we don't know what those locations are they designate it where it's going to be for right now so we kind of know where to go but i want it to be a little bit more um you really have to figure out where it's at uh, and i know people can still pass <clears throat> that information on through chat but i still just want it to be much more elusive um than it is right now that but that's just me that it you know that your own the sales go there for a certain amount of time and then after that because of you know, they run out or too much heat, it moves to another location. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I would love to see something like that. But the server has to find it. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, yeah, I, yep. I agree. 
Um, other events. Um, I've I've always had the idea of like for like with Jump Town to improve Jump Town is to add some PVE aspects to it as well. Having like a yes. spawn, so it's like or you know for now in the future having something like like reinforcements coming in because you're yeah. Mm. Narratively, you're taking a drug lab from a group of people who are owning drug labs. If yeah. you were in real life taking a drug lab over from a gang or from a cartel, they wouldn't just, you know, let you take it. <laughs> they would probably <laughs> come back and try to kill you for doing that. And in yeah. the process of doing that, it would probably require some some you know back and forth. So at least some sort of timer where you have to deal with reinforcements coming if no players are showing up as well. So that could add a little bit more craziness. So I uh, think I'd like to see something mining related. Yeah. Maybe like mm. a big a big mining deposit is discovered, and you you it's required that you guys are getting all of the materials and then turning them in, and then it's required that another group of people you know whatever the other side of the gameplay or the event might be, they have to take that mine materials into a space station. And then possibly there's some, you know, other miners, some claim jumpers that are trying to come in and you have to fight them off. You have, you need some security to fight them off. I think like a gold an rush. event based around mining seems like a solid idea since mining is so prolific already. Yeah. Uh, someone in chat suggesting racing events, which is a great idea too. Having an, yeah. having a, like an, an event that's just like an annual race. Yeah, like, I don't know, scramble races or something. Yeah, but instead of, like, scramble, I think it being, like, a dedicated, like, you go here and you race for this 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 event. Or it's like, it's all, all open up for that sort of thing. You know, I just said something a couple of weeks on our show about how I would love to see the guys that do the esports stuff um, do something taking advantage of the uh, racetrack over at Grimhex. Um, set up three or four of the Cutlass Blues with their light flashings around those asteroids out there. Mm-hmm. There could be great bike racing going on, um, simulated. And, you know, we can go into that little lounge area, the bedding area, and watch stuff. That would be really cool. I would love to see something like that um, start to happen in the game. Uh, also, um, for Subliminal talking about bounty hunting earlier, I really want to see the Cutlass Blue come to life those uh cryo chambers and stuff in the back i wish they would have some type of you know when you get your npc you can drag them out and throw them in there and drop them off somewhere i would love to see something like that start to happen with that ship yeah i'd, I'd, I'd like i I'd was like gonna to... say good no i'm sorry i was gonna say racing too that was the only other idea that i had mm-hmm. or um, uh so like nine tails is kind of like uh i want something more focused Mm-hmm. Uh, we already have PvP, I guess, with Jump Town. What if what if it was more dogfighting focused PvP? Mm-hmm. Um, what if it was trading only? Mm-hmm. Um, like, because they kind of have it right now where it's like the event's going on, and if you want to do something, you can do it. But then, if you don't want to do that thing, you have this thing. What if they have like laser focus ones for trading, mining, racing, uh, dogfighting? Yeah, um, that that'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I've I've had this crazy idea of some sort of like ground based one where you have like you have to yeah. run relief supri- supplies to a location, but you can't get there because there's a bunch of anti air. So you have to like d- t- put supplies in a ground vehicle, then go it from <clears throat> point A to point B. All it is is moving v- things from point A to point B. But there are enemy NPCs with tanks and in- mounted guns and and like troops, and so you have to like clear those out as you're moving forward, so you can try to get to to the location, or you can just try to bum rush it and not not get hit and that sort of thing mm. so uh, yeah that'd be cool 
so something to do to do around ground because we don't have a lot of things around ground so yeah just diversifying the way they run too you know mm-hmm. we we and, have these like these vents that run in waves maybe a whole a whole cycle in a day but i'd like to see some more that maybe went like sub was saying more focused ones that run for like multiple weeks that are just constantly running on some sort of a a focused event that you have to keep running with your friends to reach a goal mm-hmm. or or the opposite of that with it being like a three-hour thing that randomly pops up like oh this yeah. event's going on i really like this um i had another idea what was the first thing you said yeah my wife uh, was distracting me uh it was ta- me mm-hmm. yeah uh, i was talking about running uh the longer events like multiple weeks long oh Ground combat. Uh, I was going to say that we they're working on NPCs actually patrolling the ground yeah. on the surface of the mm-hmm. planet or moon. Mm-hmm. So that, that'll be dope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I could also see like like something is like a like a emergency thing. Like there is a volcano that's blowing up in this uh, near, near this town. Go evacuate the town. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got two hours and you have to like get everyone you can you have to like search through the town find everybody because there could be somebody under like rubble because of an earthquake or something like that so you have to like rescue people pull them out get the medical attention that gives people for like who are medic uh, medics with medicine medicine but also people who are like like in a in hercules like just drive everything in like get all the assets out of the uh out of this town before it all gets destroyed so you know, various lots of there's lots of events that CIG could be doing, and I hope yeah. they start doing the dynamic as well as like staged ones, more dynamic, mm-hmm. more dynamic being more dynamic and more multi-stage ones as well. Tell you the truth, I was hoping that we were going to hear more about why that didn't happen at the end of last year. I don't know if they did the 316 postmortem yet. I know they were talking about that, but they wanted to get dynamically launched uh, events by the end of last year, and it didn't happen. And I I love to hear why not. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, All right. Uh, Buster the Destroyer asks, okay, for real now, I have a real question. Did you know you can spoon with somebody in Star Citizen? Happy Coromore and happy Valentine's. Yes, I did know. It's thank you, Buster. I didn't know that. Today, I learned. I'll put it in practice. Probably (laughs) not on stream. (laughs) All right. Next question comes from Nick's Outcast, who asks, what do you think will be the next part of multi-coup g- gameplay that comes to the game? For example, more co-pilot functions for jobs or for other roles in multi-coup ships? I know what the next stage is because I read the monthly reports. <laughs> which is uh, engineering. Yes, it, yeah, resource engineering. management is what they're working on. I'm trying yep. to think if there's anything else at the end of last year they might have talked about. I mean, I think it's going to be pretty impossible to crew a hammerhead without at least like 10 people mm-hmm. in the next two years. I don't know how long it's going to take for them to get to it, but uh, with having to, you know, replace batteries or fix batteries and all the stuff with the power and the, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, people are going to be in for a rude awakening when they realize how many people they're going to need to operate their big ship. Or just how expensive it is to turn it on. Because yeah. like another thing that they're going to be adding is things like multi-stage startups. So right. they've, they've, mm. they've showed some of those ideas. Like you have to prime your, your engine with fuel. Mm. So you have to pull some, pull some fuel out to start up the power plant. And then when the power plant starts up, it's going to have its own like cycle or it might have infinite power but you have every time you turn it off you have to restart it somehow so you have to sacrifice a little bit of fuel and and such so uh i'd imagine like even medical beds will have resources that you have to kind of 
replenish uh, you know, power, energy. Even your spacesuits are going to have limited amounts of fuel for EVAing. Right. So and these are all things they've mentioned in the past, which is why, yeah. in fact, that, that ass part is coming sooner than you think because that's the reason why they introduced the, the tractor beams was so that you could EVA without having to use your suit right. uh, thrusters. Mm. So... Got so delayed. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> so, folks, keep that in mind while that boreal stalker is beating on your hull. That's just going to take you a few minutes to start your ship up before you can leave. <laughs> just go ahead and fight him. Fist fight him. That's 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 my, my response. There's, there's a yeti that's four times my size. I'm gonna go punch him in the nuts and see what happens. That's that's a great way of dying. Um, but no, uh, some people asking about engineering. Like that's what we're talking about: uh, resource management. Yeah, engineering. Power, also, you know. refueling. I mean, yeah. that's that's technically mm-hmm. multi-crew. That's going to be coming pretty soon. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we got uh, about fifteen more questions, and I think most of them <laughs> most of them are serious. Some of them are not. Um, <laughs> None of them from Buster. No, Buster is finished ask, asking your questions. Uh, Blam Smith asks, which of the upcoming gameplay features do you think will encourage the most slash best player interaction with emergent gameplay? Fuel. Oh. You're yeah. feeling. Yep. I think it's, it's going to be AR, AR markers. Really? So I think AR markers, if, if they do it right, I think AR markers are going to be what, what they let us mark locations with. Hmm. Hmm. Good one. I Maybe. Hope. I hope. If, but if they do, then that's literally, that's exploration right there. That's finding spots for salvagers, finding spots for miners, finding spots for bunkers, which would be a lot of emergent. So I don't know. I think if if that is how they're going to do it, I think it would be that. I'm going to agree with supplemental, though. I think I think it's refueling. That's the thing that's going to require the most people to kind of get involved with one another. I Like salvage is so solo. You can kind of do anything mm-hmm. you want mm-hmm. in salvage. And uh, cargo refuel or cargo refactor with moving your cargo around, you can do that solo. It's faster with more, more people, but... It's mostly solo. So I think the biggest one is probably going to be refueling. What do you think, Griff? Same thing. That's what I said, refueling. Yeah. All right. I'll be alone then. You'll be alone. (laughs) (laughs) I I like the AR idea. Like, I like that idea of, like, being able to chart it out. Because that's one of the big things that that kind of limits ground gameplay a lot with, like, FPS Mm -hmm. combat. Is being able to point out a target. Like, that's the target. We're going there. And have everyone know where you're going. Because directions and star citizens suck right now so everything looks the same um even something as simple as mining i know when you're out mining somewhere and um when we're mining in a group um if you find some big load of quantanium and you can't take it all there's no way to mark it off you've got to sit there and wait mm. for somebody to come to the location you know yeah. and you're leaving all that money floating out in space so yeah, it'd be great Raven Queen asks, how will or why should they stop the quote-unquote rust-based gameplay when people can make their own base any, anywhere? Should they allow attacks 24-7 or not? I don't think this game could be Star Citizen without that. It does, like, I, don't, I don't see any type of thing they could implement that would make sense to what they've been building. That makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's got to have a reason, right? That's everything in this game has to have a reason why. So you're logged off. And why, why can't you be attacked? Um, yeah. So 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's just the reality. I think the, the reality is a little bit different, though, because Rust is such a small game in comparison. Mm-hmm. Star Citizen's so big that you're more likely going to see people group up for protection. So if you want to have your little, like, lone homestead in the middle of nowhere pyro, be prepared to get base raided. But at the same time, you're in the middle of pyro in on a planet that's the size, that has the, the actual legitimate, like, surface size of, like, India. If they don't know where your, your place is, they'd have to they'd have to find a way to find your location, which could be very difficult. So you might be able to find a little nowhere, middle of nowhere nook and be fine. So it's not as I don't think it's nearly as risky. Um, so and of course, they'll, they'll have things like I'm sure they'll have like automated defenses and stuff like that you can purchase or, or build. Mm-hmm. But that's so far away. What do you think, uh, Space or Griff? I agree. No. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. I mean, they have talked about this before about bases and this, this conversation has gone back and forth about whether they'll be, you know, when you're out of the game, it's locked. And when you're in, it's, you know, you can be destroyed. Yeah. There's a whole lot of destru- about destruction raids. I, again, space is a big place. I've always said that. And uh, even though I know there's only 50 people per server now, even if there are thousands, when you have multiple systems or even if you have 10 systems, I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Chris Roberts, about 100 systems. If you've got 20 systems with the scale that we have, that's a lot of space, mm-hmm. a lot of places to hide, a lot of places that you can put things, whether they're caves, under trees, wherever. Um, I, I don't. And, and then the thing is going to be, is it is it worth someone's time? That becomes the other factor. And if you're in lawless space, like you said, you know, people can go crazy. Uh, but if you're in a system that, you know, triggers certain things, or maybe you can have something that says when your place is being attacked, like an Eve, you get a notice. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know what they're going to create for that. But um I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see because, like you said, this is a big game. It's, it's not rusted. It, it, there's a lot more, a lot more involved with putting things in like that. Yeah, I, I think they said something about what's going to happen when it comes to server meshing. Right? There's going to be some weird stuff mm-hmm. going on with bases there. Yeah, the, the, what they said with server meshing was that if you were not on the same, um, uh, what do they call shard? It? Shard. If you're not on the same mm-hmm. shard as the base, and you cannot interact with that base, you have to be on the same right. shard as that base. Right. That that base will be on the same shards. Right. But on the same one, the idea that we're going with is like you log off, your base will still be there. Mm-hmm. It can be interacted with. Yeah. Um no, I don't I, I don't see why that wouldn't be a thing. Like you like both of you said, both uh the game is freaking huge, so it's gonna be hard to find anyways. And also there's gotta be some risk, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're gonna let people have a blast and make some cool bases and do some awesome stuff and reap some profit from those bases. There's gotta be some risk. Mm-hmm. I also think because Star Citizen is at its core a game about getting players together to do things, uh, making that risk viable will force players to come together in large settlements. And those settlements mm-hmm. will grow naturally if they're in a good place and they have right, the right resources and maybe at a trade area and, you know, maybe they have a refueling de- depot there that people will I mean, be how willing much- to come settle it. It's just how humans react. We like to safety numbers kind of clump together. So, How awesome would it be to have an org that has to start recruiting people in a certain time zone so that they can be awake and protecting the facility. Yeah. It'd be like jump town 24 seven at your own place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that how some, some games run already? Oh yeah. 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 Right. Time zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can think about it as like safety numbers with various people. You, if you want to have like your own little home, you, you know, this or this, this org is defending the area. 
and you want to be able to set up and just grow space tomatoes or space space potatoes. Pardon the expression. Uh, the expression. We call them space tomatoes, man. Yes, know, make you feel a little better. Um, and uh, then you know sell your profit or meager profit for whatever that they're just like a mining operation. Well, at least you were not going to get raided by somebody. And if you do, you've got a bunch of people with guns protecting your, 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 your little farm. So you may have to pay a little extra to, for the protection, but you don't have to worry about it. And that's the kind of interactions that are cool. Those are the kind of things yeah. that people want in games. So yeah. I wonder, if, I wonder if raids are going to be more on beyond just this simple raiding someone's place because you've got some loot as much as it's going to be about resources. You know, if you plot your place down somewhere because that's where you've got resources that you're pulling from, I think those are going to be much more the thing that people are going to be looking for than just because you've got a couple of guns in your house. You know, I think they're going to be wanting to occupy your land more than just, you know, breaking in and seeing what you got in some crate. But that's me. Yeah. Stealing stuff off your land isn't going to be nearly as valuable as mining the land that you've been mining. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, Daskmore asks, favorite JPEG ship? I don't know what that question is. Is this favorite concept ship? Or yeah, favorite ships? concept, I guess. You don't know what a JPEG ship? You haven't seen my JPEG buyer's guides? I haven't <laughs> seen your JPEG buyer's guides. It's my buyer's guides on ships that aren't in the game yet. Okay, so um, com- it's for concept stuff. Guys. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, Pegasus. I don't want to say mine might be the Liberator. Oh. Mine's the person. That's all. I like big guns. Yeah. <laughs> and you cannot lie. You don't yeah. lie, yeah. I think mine might be the Corsair. No, that's mm. a good one. Yeah, I like that ship. That that size range just always gets me. All right, I got to be the oddball here. Okay. X1. Hey. Oh. Huh. I feel oh, for X1 good. owners. I feel for <laughs> X1 owners. Because my, 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 yeah. my question has always been like, why did we get a hover quad when you just released a 400 I, which has an X one bay. Because we always save the best and, for last. That's and the, why. And uh, the X one still isn't out yet. You know, that's why the Ranger is coming after the X one. We're saving yeah. the best for last. <laughs> yes. That's why. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. I asks, since pyro has gangs and ruin station is constantly being contested by various gangs. Do you think we will witness continuous battles between NPCs as we fly around the system? Yes. Yeah, I mean, we've got it going on in bunkers right now. It's easily to move it to that level, you know, when you get in stations. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I was just, I mean, you'll you'll randomly come across security and pirates fighting all the time. I was just like flying around on, I think it was Calliope. I was up in the atmosphere and out of nowhere, I got pinged with two contacts and I looked down kind of like off maybe 10 o'clock down towards the ground. And there's just like a, a pilot and some security dog fighting just randomly. I was like, I'm not going to jump into that, but <laughs> absolutely. I think we're going to get a bunch of that when we're in pyro for sure. What do you think, Seb? Oh yeah, I agree. hundred percent. I thought, I think that's what the whole thing is going to be about mm-hmm. there. That's the, all, all with the lore, you know, more about lore than any of us, but the little bit that I know is that the, there's, um, Gangs like Xenothreat and other ones, I think there's at least seven more that are fighting over there in that system. Right. So, yeah, yeah, remember, gang, the ratio is nine to one. 
There's yeah. more of them than there is of us. <laughs> and by that point, we've had server meshing. So I don't think these are just little skirmishes. We're not going to see a couple of, like right now we see a couple of Buccaneers and some Titans. I think by that time you're seeing Hammerheads and Perseuses and whatever, you know, big old ships fighting each other. Idris is They're well-equipped out. gangs. Yeah, these are these are gangs that have been fighting each other for their entire existence, and they obviously have access to military t- grade tech. So it's m- more war than gang in this kind of sense when we talk about a gang war. Uh, that's kind of the point, because yeah. it's a place where lawlessness rules, and so people who want to just fuck shit up can go fuck shit up, uh, and and get paid for it. So, um, all right. Wander04 asks, do you think, uh, what do you think about tying the various magazines, such as a heavy hauler scattered throughout the system, to being able to interact with them and read them, uh, read the main, main article on them? It'd be nice. It'd be cool. I don't think it's a problem. Cool. But yeah, I'd like that. Be able to flip. Like in lore magazines in the game? Yeah. Mm. It'd be cool, for sure. Yeah, it would be. Uh, Elite Dangerous has Galnet, which is a really fun, fun mm. one. So you know, I'd say let the players make that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you look at what uh, Zark Media does with their stuff, which is great. I'm hoping that there could be a lot of not only CIG stuff, but uh, you know, we talk about when the ships like the Mako and stuff, where there are actually those monitors that pop up at the stations. You know, you get mm-hmm. these little things that pop up from, of course, authorized and approved by CIG. But man, it'd be great to see that type of stuff popping up because I loved when the uh, the Idris we get the announcements, you know, during Invictus, and those monitors would light up and mm-hmm. say, you know, in 20 minutes the ship's going to be here. They they could incorporate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, next question comes from Death Trooper, who asks, what features for multi-crew would you like to see uh, or org features? Could you repeat I, that, please? What 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 features for multi-crew would you like to see uh, or org features would you like to see? Or, or org features, okay. I would say for me, the engineering for multi-crew. Mm-hmm. And then for org, I mean, an org system, an actual org system where you can uh, share ships and all, yeah, the whole rabbit hole that you can go down bringing in stuff for that would be nice. Yeah, I love the fact that now, um, as you guys know, they you can actually take mining components where before you couldn't, the mining heads and stuff, they were too big. Now you can move them. I would love that they start physicalizing components, like Sub said, where now you've got to replace stuff on ships. That would be so cool to me. Uh, the engineering role would be so critical now. Yeah, I I agree with Sub. Engineering, so big. I mean, that like, cause that captures so much stuff. You know, I want somebody to be able to re- replace a relay box. I want somebody to be able to repair the engine or mm-hmm. to shut down the power to this turret. That's kind of like, it's just a grab bag of engineering stuff that's going to be really cool. And then um, I think what I want to see m- most for org features, realistically speaking, in like the next year, I would love if you could identify an org that somebody belongs to in game and also be able to, uh, contact all your org members specifically, or at least see where they are specifically in game, you know, a list separate from the friends list. Cause mm. there's a lot of times when you want to meet up with your org or know what's going on with your org and like, it's hard to find them. Yeah. I agree with that one. That's that's like, cause that's really difficult to find people in org, especially if like they're in the same server as you, you have to kind of like guess where, where people are and that kind of stuff. 
Like, yeah. I've, I've been in the same server as people I know who I play with, and I didn't even realize it. Like, neither mm-hmm. did they. We just happen to be the same server sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm going to go a little different. I, I, I like the engineering, you know, multi-crew gameplay, but I think having more co-pilot control. So, like, mm-hmm. the idea that a co-pilot could take over piloting. So, like, in a freelancer, mm-hmm. they also have a stick. So if they could take over the piloting or if they could, have, you know, use the all the targeting systems, especially in ships like the Connie, where you've got this thing that flips down in front of you. You can't even fire missiles, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, it's this big thing in front of you, so you can't use the missile mode. So, like, <laughs> having having operator modes be able to, like, be swapped over to anybody on the um, on the ship would be nice. Uh, I think it would be a, a cool addition. But I like the engineering stuff as well. Resource management and repair and re- re- replacing. Uh, have you all played um, Sea of Thieves at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have not, but I'm familiar with it. There's there's a specific rush when you're in the middle of a combat with anything mm. and your ship is blowing apart and someone's running around with with, with, with like <laughs> panels hammering. just hammering away as getting the water, water is getting water all the way up as you're, as you're yeah. trying to save the, and then having to and bail. It's critical. Like like those people save like it's in Sea of Thieves. It's uh, it's not who's the best fighter that wins the battle. It's who has the best engineers or the best best best, the best uh, team. Best team. Yeah, it was the best team. Yeah. That always from the from the freaking beta of that game. I was always mm. like, this is like exactly what I want from Star Citizen. It's just on water. Yeah, I can't wait. When 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 a, you're in a multi crew ship and it's the, like the thing that saved you is that one guy pulling that that key component at the right moment and putting back in the replacement mm-hmm. that's you know recharging the, the the shields that's not only cinematic but uh, uh like fun it's it's that, yeah. that that fist pump kind of moment so it's also really cool yeah <laughs> all right agent fbia asks uh has there been any confirmation of being able to have npc wingman a chewy for your msr uh yes, but not yet. Oh, he means in the ship. Yeah. When, like when I, I heard wingman, I'm thinking like um uh, my, my security with you. Yeah, That'd yeah. be cool. But definitely someone in your ship. Yeah, we'll be able to hire people. You'll need it because people are buying all these big ships and don't have any friends. So, yeah. yeah. I think you. I think even you'll probably be able to hire <laughs> NPC security. Oh, the shade. I just heard that shade. I just realized what he said. Uh, <laughs> Listen, listen, subliminal. Uh, I was not told that I had to have friends. I was told that I could operate the Idris by myself in mm-hmm. an MMO, and I should be yep, able no, to do don't so. Don't break the can <laughs> they of told worms. me all I had to buy was a ship. <laughs> don't open not a friend. can of worms. Oh, God. Um, but I, I think I think you'll probably also be able to like hire NPCs to, to protect you eventually. But that's that's so like. And I don't even know if that's a thing you should even think about until server meshing comes out. Because it's like, that's so far down the line. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> was that a dig at everyone else on the panel? No. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know uh, what any of you guys' fleets look like, but I, I do um, a thing where I roast people's fleets. And, man. Oh, my, my fleet is garbage. <laughs> I mean, I, oh, my biggest ship is an MSR. I don't. Yeah get big ships uh that kind of yeah no so i i know what you're talking about you know you see a lot of people there are a lot of big ships there are a lot of big ships in this game and i think a lot of people that don't realize how much they're not going to be able to use them well i have an account that has nothing but luxury ships in it 
<laughs> the snob. That's all I'm going to say. And all the money I make in my main account <laughs> transferred to that account just to, just to support those ships. So, uh, To be fair, the biggest ship I have in my account is a Nautilus, but it wasn't one that I got. It was someone who just gave me a Nautilus. So I'm like, Ooh, all right, nice. cool. I'll take a Nautilus, an LTI Nautilus. <laughs> yeah. Um, but cool. uh, yeah, I think the, the second biggest I have is like my Banu Merchantman. Or uh, the the Perseus probably the Merchantman's bigger than Perseus, mm-hmm. um, but the Perseus is just such that sweet spot of like three dudes, just three people hanging out, mm-hmm. blowing shit up because it's just the size of a little bit bigger than a Connie. So it's, it's that kind of. Is it really? Yeah, it's tiny. It's very I tiny. Thinking the Perseus mm. is big. It looks. I kept thinking mean. it was like Polaris sized. No, it looks smaller. mean, but it's a little bit smaller than the Caterpillar. They do wow. have that photo of it like cracking through a hammerhead, I think. Yeah. Which would mm. give it the scale. Yeah, yeah, I guess it would be. Wow, that's crazy. It's actually smaller than the hammerhead. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. slightly smaller than the hammerhead. So uh, she's tall, though. So. Yeah. And she looks mean, which is the whole purpose. She's small, yeah, but she looks size mean. seven on her. That's cool. I didn't know that that make that puts that ship higher on my list. I didn't realize <laughs> it was that size. I thought <laughs> it was bigger. It's it, it's because oh, of the price, right? How, it's yeah, it's six hundred bucks. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. Woo, yeah, that's it. But it's um, it actually has the same crew requirement as the MSR. Huh. Mm. Yeah, it's only four people, backs. Yep. So, uh, I think my biggest ship is the C two, and I think I'll probably pick up a merchantman. I'm, I might even melt the C two and get a merchantman if that's possible, yeah. depending mm. on if it's package or not. I just remembered. Uh, I actually I have a CCU to a Carrick, so I guess that would be the biggest I have. Yeah, but a Carrick you can solo. Like you don't. There's nothing required about that. I mean, yeah, you need turret gunners, but yeah, like none of us here have multiple Idrises. Griffin. No, there's no luxury version of the Idris. Yeah, there you go. some time. That's right. Uh, all right. Uh, Humpaman asks. Refueling without beacon? Question mark. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's because there's no beacon to send out. I think it's. I think mm. it's fine. You have chat. Um, yeah, they'll they'll, if, they'll end up. No, they'll, you know what they'll do. I mean, like right now, you've got the the beacon for when you um, get injured. I'm sure yeah. there'll be some translation mm-hmm. to that. What they'll That's do. a point. They yeah. just don't. I hope so because. Good. It does seem like it's going to be kind of tough to do like i don't know if i want to tell the whole server that i'm out of fuel mm. by aerial come find me because <laughs> yeah, you know what's going to happen there so just, just yeah, say you're broke. just say you're broke when you do it that's all. i don't have anything on me <laughs> i'm in a i'm in a fighter i have no cargo <laughs> yeah. uh I, I think it'll it'll encourage more uh interesting gameplay in the sense that like one of the things I did when I was uh, when I played a lot of Daisy was a group called the Reddit Rescue Force which effectively was like the fuel rats but for Daisy yeah. where you mm. uh, people would like people who get injured in game and they don't have any supplies they would go on to like uh, TeamSpeak and be like hey I'm in this server at this location and I need uh, medical supplies and it was almost always you know about 80% of time 80% of the time it was a trap but but that's kind of why you did it anyways because it's like I get to go in fully equipped and get into a firefight that's you know that's the game it's having fun 
But every so often it was not a trap. And there's just some guy who was like, I broke my leg on this server. Can you come help me? And it's, you know, three people would show up fully equipped. They'd patch them up, get them what they need, and they'd move on. And it was that kind of like here to help you, kind of Fuel Rats style. Like, you know, I'm here to here to help you out. So I think there'll definitely be people like, like the Fuel Rats who will, who will find some service, make some service for someone who's like, yeah, I'm in my Aurora. I logged out of my bed and I'm trapped in this n- middle of nowhere. Can you come help me? And then just there, party up and go find them. There's an org run by, I think, Lady Grace and some other folks who are real life doctors and nurses mm-hmm. who have an org that is strictly medical. Mm-hmm. But they are also a lot of military, and they they always say they'll have escorts and everything. But their whole role in the game is to respond to anybody who needs help. That's what their org is totally designed for. And they don't mm-hmm. care if you're on the bad side or good side. They're going to be neutral. Their thing is to keep people playing in the game. That's what their mm-hmm. goal is. So, and and I, and I think when you have orgs like that, that'll have a name of notoriety. You will get that level of respect. You know, they, yeah. they, they say we're not out there. We're not vulnerable. We got some fighters and people with us, but it's just that you'll be glad to see them when they show up. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they get you back into the game faster than worrying about trying to you know mess with them in their cutty red. You know, it's not even worth it. You know. I think there'll be there'll be like someone in chat said uh, one one truth in the ED is you don't you don't shoot the fuel rats or very bad things will happen. Oh yeah, bad things happen, and <laughs> yeah, if you do that in ED, yeah, you get bad rep for that. Uh, and I think I think that's the same thing will happen in Star Citizen eventually. It's like you shoot you shoot people who are refueling or like coming out to refuel you or someone who's coming there to rescue like rescue somebody rescue you. Mm-hmm. That's gonna people are gonna remember that, and you will not be well liked by even like very very cutthroat orgs because if someone's like hey i'm gonna help you out even if you're no matter what your your, your crime stat is um that'll that'll make some enemies very quick <laughs> is that player enforced or is that enforced in the game somehow player. i don't i've never played either. it's, oh, it's player, player enforced player enforced yeah yeah Dude, they'll shank you when you go to prison, Jack. They'll be looking for you. <laughs> yeah, we heard about you, subliminal. <laughs> yeah. uh, I hope I hope we do see that in this game. I feel like I don't know if we've had like players full on how uh, create that sort of a i don't know community resistance or community like you know we haven't the jury hasn't been put on somebody like that before yeah. so i am interested in seeing how that happens in star citizen compared to elite dangerous judging by how people get a crime set on accident and everybody in xeno threat just starts attacking them i'm like yeah Dude. <laughs> he clearly, he's been fighting with us this whole time. Come on, man. His, his name his name is red. not Xenothreat. And just see red, red must be dead. Yeah. Uh, uh all right. We've got uh six more questions and we're done. Uh Slyfy asks, have you found yourself in a down state and called for rescue? Have you responded to call for rescue? <laughs> what was the outcome? Um twice. Twice. What was the outcome? Uh, first time. I can't remember what happened first or last. Um, no, maybe three times. Uh, I couldn't be picked up. Yeah. I fell through the planet when I got picked up. <laughs> or I just playing up, playing just was not there on their screen. Oh, wow. Um, I would say that I've never been actually revived by anybody successfully, except for when I went down somewhere with people. That's mm-hmm. it. I did pick up a guy during Xenothreat that died. I came into the wreck and uh, I was clearing it. I'm like, I think the, the guy who was here before me cleared everything, but I I forgot exactly how I knew he was dead. Um, maybe I saw his marker and uh, either I picked him up or I had somebody in my crew with the multi-tool pick him up. 
And I thought I thought that was pretty cool. He didn't even say anything in chat. I mean, we just picked him mm. up. Because yeah, it's the right thing to do. I um, I have been rescued. I have rescued people a couple times without any issues, without any any problems. Uh, the crazy one I had though was when I was with somebody who I got um I got injured <laughs> getting out of the seat in a freelancer. I fell down. And so we were, no, we were, yeah, we were in a freelancer and uh, we were trying to deliver some stuff and I'm trying to remember what happened. He was supposed to drag me off the ship and get me off before the ship despawned. Cause you know, sometimes if it despawns, you'll disappear completely. He inadvertently took my helmet off, <laughs> oh. which meant, and of course he couldn't put it back on. So now I was, I was going to die no matter what, you know, um, oh, yeah. But uh, that was the only weird buggy thing with that is that he couldn't put the helmet back on me to drag me off on the ramp because we were outside, of course, on the landing pad. Uh, but that was my one little buggy thing that happened. How about you, Space? I haven't been rescued, but I actually had a very cool rescue scenario. Um, I was on stream and I was with a couple of other people in my org and we got a medical call to a bunker. So... I don't remember exactly what happened, but we ran into a lot of glitches. It was like a 25 minute thing. And we were like, oh, no problem. We'll jump in there. Five minutes. All good. Like 20 minutes later, we were just arriving because <laughs> we hit a bunch of glitches. <laughs> but we got there and it was just very high intensity. Like he's talking to us the whole way in, telling us how much time he has left. Like we're we're getting in there. We got all of our equipment. We got our combat gear, our medic gear. I get in there. The elevator's down from the bunker. So like we don't know what to do. So I just sprint and leap off of the elevator do this giant hero landing at the bottom you know the game lets me live whatever <laughs> i sprint in and like run past the guys who are trying to shoot at me and i get over to him and i heal him he gets up and we exfiltrate and it's just like a completely it was awesome it was completely mm -hmm. successful i got him at it was seconds he was counting down the seconds he was mm -hmm. like the single digit seconds when i got to him and it all went smoothly it was really cool I completely forgot about I have been successfully revived and it was awesome. Okay. So I'm, Wait, in, a bunker. I'm in a bunker. No, no, no. I'm in a bunker and um and I'm fighting um against the NPCs and I'm realizing that they're not gonna stop. They just kept coming. There was a bug or is a bug where they just keep coming. So I'm fighting in there, I'm I'm like looting to get ammo and I'm holding them off. I eventually get down, I call a guy. He comes in, right? But I forgot exactly how I couldn't tell him what was going on. Oh, my chat told me not to. Mm -hmm. oh, so this dude comes into just a barrage, right? Thinking that I probably killed everybody. His body's all over the floor. It was ridiculous. <laughs> he picks me up. He dies. I, because of bugs, I couldn't take his med pen off of him and revive him. So he wound up dying, but I revived. By the way, when I got downed, that reset the bug so then everybody else that i killed stayed dead nobody they did they stopped coming i cleared my crime stat and actually got away mm. <laughs> and the he other guy just left to die yeah he's dead wow. he's dead oh he did he's dead dead, dead, but, dead. Uh, yeah it's awesome uh, when it works i i have never experienced it. i've called for rescue no one's rescued me and i've never <laughs> as a as a result I, I, whenever i see it i'm like like how long is it going to take me to actually get there to rescue it? It's like, oh, he's on mm -hmm. the other side of the system. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. worth it. I think I think I'm at some point I'm going to do that, though. Like, get a stretcher, 
put it in my cutlass red and then just fly around and do 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 medical rescues for a stream or something like that and see what it looks like so we're, we're kind of in this like weird place where there's not enough people calling for rescue that you want to go out in a ship and sit there ready to mm-hmm. get people but then mm-hmm. like you're also mm-hmm. like well nobody's going to get me so you don't make the call it feels like maybe once there's more people in a single area it'll get better I also, I also think when they start doing NPC rescues, when you got to go find an NPC, mm, yeah, rescue, yeah, that yeah. a little bit because that'll that'll like like bounty hunting. Every so often, when I bounty hunt, I when I bounty hunted, I'd uh, uh, I'd do NPC missions and I'd see a player pop up and I'd be like, they might not actually realize that they're wanted, you know, and uh, like this, they come in my direction. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna stop these guys and go get that. So it's like the situation where if I was rescuing people and I rescuing rescuing NPCs and then suddenly I hear player needs help i go oh they're like over here i can just go pick them up that sort of thing so uh on center but paul that's because i never have beer on me and without <laughs> beer there's no reviving you that's true that is true luckily the, the ba- good uh sorry um uh, i think maybe what if when we can actually sell stuff we take from a bunker people might start doing it then mm-hmm. they might have a, a fully loaded cutty black out there with stuff have somebody come in to pick them up so they can actually deliver it um yeah that might might be a reason why yeah could be um all right we've got five more questions del real quick real quick that's actually i feel like that's a good point um that like you don't you don't necessarily have a reason to stay there for the gameplay but like eventually you start to have reasons because cig keeps building all of these things on the game like physical inventories and like ships with insurance and like all these things that people complain about, but those are going to be the things that eventually force us to use these actual gameplay scenarios. Death of a space. Good point. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Delinar asks, uh, we're supposed to get selling shops this year in three seventeen. Do you think they would push player to player trading with the tech, uh, for the M uh, BMM this year? Because it seems like they're trying to get the mm. Bandit Merchantman out. Do you think the reason, one of the reasons why they're doing the, they're, do, they're getting selling the shops is because they're trying they to get can't, the player? They can't release a ship with the gameplay with it. That's never happened before. <laughs> the ship has to come to. out with nothing to do first. The yes. Vulture actually might be the first one to come out and actually have the gameplay. Have gameplay. But, but um, I would, I would be surprised if we, had the ability to actually use the banner merchant for what it's for right now. It's a big cargo ship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish they would incorporate the player to player trading though. Now which what's the inventory and the fact that we can give each other money, which or UEC, I should mm-hmm. say that's great. But um, I, I do wish that, you know, sometimes you have something as simple as when you're trying to get rid of a crime stat and you want to use your little dongle and give it to somebody because they don't have one. You know, there's that chance that when you sit it down, it disappears. I wish we mm-hmm. could just walk up to a person, click on it and trade that that's mm-hmm. even though it's not monetary, it's just being able to give things to each other, med pen, whatever, you know, that I wish they would incorporate that. Um, yeah, I, I think I think. What's the best thing CIG could do is allow for systems that are not so gamey for, for player to player trading, because mm. I think the BMM is mostly, and this is going to sound weird. I think it's mostly going to be there for NPC player to NPC trading where you're selling things to NPCs mm. because 
that's kind of what the privateer is because I can never imagine the privateer existing the way it does for players. That sounds insane and and dumb. Like, why would you go to a privateer to buy something from another player or from a variety of shops at a player-owned station other than just for the novelty of it? Um, but then again, CIG also released the the the, the Reliant Mako, I think is, is what it is, the Deuce Van, which has literally no concept of what it's supposed to be. So I don't know, maybe. Um, but I think I think the best way they could make the BMM work for player to player trading would just be allow you to have stuff in your hand and allow people to take it from their hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although it'd be nice on a larger scale, like maybe in the asset manager. Yeah. Tally it up, say, get it to them this time, pay a yeah, certain yeah. amount. Yeah, I guess that, that is true. In the interim, citizen John mentioned that you could put anything in a backpack, set the backpack down. You could take something out of it without having yeah. to put it on. It's yeah. Cool. Mm. That's true. Screw all that. I want it on a holographic plane that rotates around <laughs> and just reach out. All right. all right, Chris. All right, Chris, just calm down. <laughs> I give him any ideas, right? <laughs> uh, all right. Punchy Stick asks, in the Star Citizen Star Live, Jared made a whoopsie and said something that indicated that pyro and server meshing might come this year, then walked it back, back soon after. Do you think CIG would come out and say no pyro or server meshing this year as soon as they find out I find that it's incredibly unlikely or will they hold on to it to the last minute if they come out with it with uh, with that negative statement uh, and all. I think those are the same thing. Yeah. You yeah, find out at CitizenCon. <laughs> I think it'll be the last minute and that's when they'll decide, all right, we can't do this. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think people misunderstand that sometimes CIG is just that optimistic. They're just that optimistic where they think they can do it, even if it's impossible that they do it but they just don't want to like give up on it. Um, but I think it's also that that's my tinfoil hat conspiracy is I think that's another reason why they, we, we got a limited release view now for, for, for roadmap is because they don't know exactly when pyro's coming out and they don't want to like, they want to surprise people with a 4.0 announcement because they don't know when it's actually going to come out. So what do you think? Subliminal? I agree with you guys. Okay. Um, that's pretty simple. That's point. easy. Yeah. All right. Last question uh, from Hydrolux six five five seven. What's going on with the whole C? I heard that it was going uh, through Gold Standard a while back, uh, and so how and why are they still working on it? I can. Isn't explain. that the? Yeah. Isn't that the level where it, um, it can't go planet side? Yes. Is that the the threshold? Yes. That's right. probably why. Well, yeah. it can't deliver. It can't deliver planets. Right. Not. It can't right. land with its stuff. The whole A with the, with the cargo. Yeah. Yeah. The whole A can land with its cargo on board. So the whole A is a is a uh, Argo raft situation where it technically can still do its job even if there's no f- f- server meshing or uh, physicalized cargo. So that's why the whole A is still making it in three seventeen because it can still function. But the whole right. C requires. Um, the the full spectrum of uh, uh, physicalized cargo and and uh, the cargo refactor to be in, uh, so I think the reason why I got delayed till probably after three eighteen is simply because it's a big complicated ship and they want to make sure that cargo refactor works before they try to slap on uh, its own mechanics on top of cargo refactor. 
So. Also, the whole sea is going to be basically useless till they can get the yeah. economy working, right? Like, you can't yeah. fill that thing. We kind of hope that it's going to come with the cargo refactor. Right. Yeah. They're, they're hand in hand. It, it, to have the ship in the game right now would be nothing but just another something to fly around. It's not yeah. functional. So, But I think there's promising signs because of the raft coming out. And we are seeing this whole cargo, this push toward cargo next and hopefully getting the cargo decks working. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the whole sea, to be honest with you. Um, for But like you said, we need the economy to make it really, really snap and make it work. Yeah. Also things like pyro. And, yeah. and places where you can go because like the whole sea is not really designed to mm-hmm. deliver food or supplies or, you know, parts from Hurston to Microtech. It's designed to go from Terra to the end, ends of the universe to deliver something because it's just mm-hmm. a big cargo hauler. You wouldn't mm-hmm. you wouldn't use a, a big ocean line fr- freight liner to <laughs> deliver from San Francisco to Seattle because the, the, the process of loading something onto that and having it shipped over there is a lot more expensive and time-consuming than just putting it on a truck and sending it up to Seattle. Um, Mm -hmm. So, that kind of thing. Yep, that's the last question. So, thank you all so much for hanging out. Make sure that you are following and subscribe to uh, Space Tomato, Subliminal, and Griffin Gaming RPG, and of course, the Soul Citizens as well, which are Soul Citizens on Sunday, right? Uh, usually. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So, go go check that out, uh, that that, uh, live uh, broadcast as well. And um, if you want to check us out live here at the Astropub at Captain's Table, it's every Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. GMT. Well, most Saturdays, uh, every so often we take a break um, uh, at twitch.tv slash the Astropub. Thank you all for watching. And like I say, always hope to see you someday in the black. In the black. There you you go again with that black thing again. (laughs) I'm never going to win this, am I? I'm just never going to win this. (laughs) 